right. Um, welcome back, everyone, to another installment of H2 Tech Talk, the podcast series by H2 Tech, the hydrogen technology journal by Gulf Energy Information. My name is Tyler Campbell, as usual, the managing editor for H2 Tech and your host for this week's H2 Tech Talk. So uh, today we have Miss uh, Lisa Francis. Um, she is a partner at Guidehouse. She joined us today at uh, the World Hydrogen North America event here in Houston, Texas, um, and has given me a moment of her time. So, um, oh, Thank you, Tyler. Uh, let's just start by um, you giving us a brief explanation on what exactly Guidehouse is, what you guys do, and your role with the company. Sure. Well, Guidehouse is a consulting firm. We're approaching about 17,000 employees. I'm, I sit in the energy sustainability and infrastructure practice. There's other industries that we serve, healthcare, financial services, state and local, and defense and national security. Um, the energy practice is probably approaching close to 3,000 people, and I'm a partner in the organization, sort of heading up sort of the go-to-market strategy around hydrogen, e-mobility, and renewables. So, I mean, uh, and you have a, well, not a presentation, but you're on a panel in not too long from now. Uh, can you tell the listeners, for those who can't make it, w what that panel discussion is regarding? Sure. We're going to talk about the opportunities for the hydrogen hubs in the United States. Um, the Department of Energy has put in $7 billion to help fund hydrogen hubs across the United States, and the Department of Energy is about to select six or ten of those, which will each get roughly, at max, $1.25 billion. And you might ask, what is a hub? It's, it's really a network of different companies all along the supply, offtake, you know, so the end users, as well as a combination of companies as well that are on the infrastructure side. So that would be pipelines or fueling stations. So it's trying to bring a network of all these companies that potentially can play in building out to help build out the whole hydrogen economy in the United States. Okay, so um, is there any particular area in the U.S. that you think is uh, best suited or that you've discovered? I mean, like I read a uh, um, study about the, what is it, the Appalachian um, region. And, you know, so is, where do you think are the best place for these hubs? Well, I think, you know, a lot of places throughout the U.S. have very unique attributes that they can bring to the table. You know, we've been, Guidehouse has been working with a few of the hubs and, um, you know, I think the Gulf region has a lot of unique characteristics in that they have a lot of hydrogen already that can be decarbonized. In the Northeast, you have a bunch of offshore wind resources that can be leveraged for making hydrogen. And there's a lot of other different places, you know, throughout the U.S. that have other attributes to bring to the table um, for making different kinds of hydrogen and looking at different end uses as well. So the the, the value of hydrogen is, you know, I think if we are going to try to reach our decarbonization goals in the United States, so the, the administration has set um, to have net zero emissions by, 2030, by 2050 in the United States and to have a clean grid by 2030. And we can't get there just with electrification. Hydrogen will be a key role in helping us meet those decarbonization goals because there are hard to decarbonize sectors like heavy duty transport, uh, cement manufacturing, steel manufacturing. Um, another one would be ammonia production for fertilizer. 
So there's a lot of end uses where hydrogen can play a real key role in helping to decarbonize. I mean, finding the different ways to utilize hydrogen and, um, uh, you know, ammonia fertilizer. And, it, and of course, ammonia could also be cracked back into hydrogen. So we have that as part of the mix as well. Um, so let me ask you, do you think, because, you know, if the U.S. decarbonizes and we reach our goals um, by 2050, what about a place like India or something? Um, are you seeing any projects there? Because, I mean, they have a massive population that could pro prohibit net zero from happening by itself, right? Well, there's a lot of other countries outside of the U.S. that will definitely benefit from export of hydrogen um, into those markets, especially Europe. I mean, India eventually, I mean, there's a lot of other countries that are exploring the use of hydrogen, also blending in turbines, you know, in terms of gas turbines and replacing some of the gas turbine to make it more efficient as well relative to emissions. And so uh, India might, it might take a little bit longer to have them use the technology, but many other countries are exploring potentially either importing hydrogen or generating it themselves. Um, so to talk a little bit more about hydrogen hubs, um, well, first let me ask you, what are some of the challenges that can arise? Well, I think, you know, one of the challenges we've already seen in the application itself, some of these hubs had over a hundred entities some of which are competitors trying to work together to define a vision of what hydrogen could look like in a region and what that vision would need to execute and to try to share information among the different parties you know was a bit of a challenge in getting the confidentiality agreements in place to allow that exchange of information was a big challenge the the other challenge i see moving forward is potentially getting some of the permitting in place to allow some of the infrastructure to be built out. And, you know, will the regulatory environment keep up with some of the technology advances that are about to happen if the funding does come through for some of these hubs? Okay, so I involved with, because, I mean, you just named, you just mentioned, you know, uh, several hundreds of companies even happen to work together for these hubs. So are we talking about, like, equipment manufacturers and maybe, like, a I don't know, renewable companies, if it's like green, so it's... The it's everything. And you're organizing, you're pulling all these strings. Totally, yeah. It's off-takers, it's some of the, you know, trucking companies, it's producers, it's off-takers, people who can use the hydrogen and blend it, it's utility companies, it's all parts of the value chain. Guidehouse did, in one of the... In one of the um, hubs, we really were involved in helping to kind of orchestrate and do some of the analysis, too. So it's not just bringing these entities together, but it's figuring out what are the different projects that are going to be economically viable to put in, f in front of DOE, because one of the criteria, so DOE had many, has many criteria that they're going to be evaluating these hubs. One is environmental uh, justice and Justice 40, so 40% 40 of all the benefits have to go to disadvantaged communities. They're going to require some kind of balance between supply and demand and there's a certain type of cleanness a relative cleanness that they're going to require as well and so you know a lot of these criteria have to be met in order for these hubs to be successful and one another criteria is is that when the DOE funding goes away these have to be viable on their own so you said environmental justice what exactly does that mean well, it means, it, you know, I, it's, it's a hard thing to just summarize quickly, but I think what they're trying to do is find ways to make sure that 
there's workforce development, there's economic development in some communities that maybe uh, are disadvantaged, and so to try to really build a community forward. All right. Um, so in going with uh, the IRA and, and, you know, the uh, Department of Energy, do you think if we have a different administration moving forward in the U.S., do you, what do you think happens then? Do you think that disrupts the progress that we're making? No, I think that's an excellent question, and I, and I don't know if there's one single answer, but I, I do know that hydrogen is getting support both from the Democrats and the Republicans. So I, I do hope that another administration coming in will find the value and importance, because it's not just about climate and carbon reduction. It's also about economic development. It's about national security. It's, it's a lot of different issues that really will be a benefit of these hydrogen hubs being successful in the United States. All right, fair enough. Uh, good answer. So, and to, well, maybe finish off, maybe not, but let me ask you, how do you think, um, or how does hydrogen benefit a utilities company? So, one of the end-use applications for hydrogen can be to blend in fuels, uh, in, the, in the gas turbines themselves. So, Right now, you know, you're able to blend, you know, up to about 20% and even higher with existing gas turbines. The goal ultimately potentially is to have turbines that can be run on 100% hydrogen. And so it's a cleaner fuel and it's helping the utilities to decarbonize in the future. So running on, because um, right now we're in a blend, uh, what's the highest blend that they have? Um, I think, you know, People, uh, people are typically quoting, you know, that there's, you know, 20% has been fairly proven and is fairly safe. So if we, you know, do you think getting to, I mean, you might not be the right person to ask this question, um, but is 100% something that's realistic? Oh, I do think so. I mean, some Mitsubishi and other companies are developing turbines now that do, you know, if you're getting a new turbine, you can do well over 20% blends. It's just with existing turbines and making modifications to those that, you know, 20% is roughly the number of people have been quoting, 15 to 20%. Well, that's pretty much all I had for you today. All right, Tyler. Thank you so much. I, I appreciate the opportunity. No, no problem. I mean, did you, did you have any closing thoughts that you wanted to get out into the market? Well, though, I, th I just think that it's wonderful that different entities are coming together. I, th you know, I think there is a real interest in having success around hydrogen. You know, I'd like to see green hydrogen and blue hydrogen. There's a lot of talk about the color of hydrogen. The reality is, you know, all of it's moving forward. And I think we're going to need the scale of these hubs to help bring down the cost to make it economically viable and attractive. But I think we're on the right path. I think the energy and the momentum is there. And I'm excited about this conference, too, because you can certainly see there's a lot of companies that are here trying to do the right thing and make it happen. It's grown quite a bit. I, I came last year. Yeah, I've heard it's like doubled at least. And, and it's grown exponentially since then. Okay, well, thank you for a moment of your time, Lisa. I really appreciate it. No problem. Th thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity. And thank you to the listeners for tuning in to another episode of H2 Tech Talk. Please remember to share and subscribe.